Would you please this morning turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I forgot my Bible in my office. It's on the way. So you'll get to 1 Corinthians 3 and we'll get there. Thank you. All right, I got the wrong one, but we'll use it. First Corinthians 3. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you for today, and thank you for what you're speaking to us and what you're going to do in our lives this morning, Lord God. May we have eyes and ears to see and hear the dimensions that you're calling us to. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you remember the book of Corinthians? First Corinthians, Paul is correcting a church that's pretty heavily spiritually endowed with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are flowing. And and Paul needs to call them to a higher understanding of using those gifts in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And what happens in the mix of this church is that they've had different teachers coming through. And with each of the teachers, people are drawn to certain personalities. Have you ever seen that happen? That wouldn't happen in the Western church. We're not we're not a cult of personalities at all, are we? Right? I mean, if some of us, I know some pastors who say that their co-pastors are the pastors on TV. So after they finish a sermon, all their people go and see what the guy on TV has to say about what he said. So, you know, um, some were of Apollos, some were of Cephas, some were of Paul, and then of course the spiritual one said, yes, but we're of Jesus. And so they had all these divisions. And Paul makes this profound statement that, that a couple of weeks ago in our Bible reading, I've just been taken by it and I, I couldn't get past it. And it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, and Paul summarizes this by saying, for when one says, I follow Paul, another I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? And in the ESV, it says, are you not like mere humans? And that stuck with me, because I'm thinking, yeah, we're humans. (laughs) Other translations say, are you not acting of the flesh, or are you not being carnal? But actually, the Greek word here is anthropos, which means human, a mortal. And so Paul is literally saying, to divide yourselves as the body of Christ between personalities You're acting like humans, mere humans. And so I'm thinking, (laughs) we're supposed to be more than mere humans, aren't we? We are not just mere humans. All those who are of Adam are mere humans. So what he's trying to drive the point home is that we've become something greater than simply human. Now that needs to stretch your mind a little bit. Because Paul's saying we're different. We're a new race. How many of you know that? We're a new nationality. Some of you have uh, honor your nationalities, and isn't that great? I mean, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, right? For all you Irish, uh, there's a division in that as well, whether you're Protestant or Catholic. And 
Some of your ethnicity is really important. But guess what? There's no Jew, nor Greek, nor male, nor female, nor slave or free in Christ. We're a new creation. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. There's a new identity. And we are no longer mere humans. You've got to take this and begin to grasp. And I'm going to take you through the book of 1 Corinthians And this is exactly what Paul is trying to elevate the Corinthians into in every one of the problems he discusses with them. He says, stop behaving like mere humans. We have a reference point that every other human doesn't have, and that's the throne of God. You've been born again, taken out of Adam, and put into Christ. He goes on a little later in 1 Corinthians 3, and in verse 16 he says this, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? This isn't a mere human gathering. You literally are the dwelling place of God's Holy Spirit. You're the dwelling place, the vessel in which God's nature inhabits. Do you understand this? We're not mere humans. We don't have a philosophy or a belief system. That's merely human. That's only in your cognitive reasoning. We have an indwelling person and presence of God. Everybody else is dead in their spirit, in trespasses and sin. They're all zombies out there. They're all dead. And they're merely human. They're after Adam, dead in sin. You, on the other hand, carry the very person of God himself. What a privilege. Do you understand who you're carrying? And it's more than a philosophy or a thinking or even a faith. Some of us think faith is just what we believe. But in Christianity, it is an indwelling reality that we've been changed, transformed into a new creation. So we're new people. And he says that. He says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And then he goes on and he says that God's spirit dwells in your midst. Not only does he dwell in us individually, but when we gather together, God's here. He's in our midst. This is more than a mere human meeting. Let me help you go a little further. In chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, Paul explains further in this. He says, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47, The first man was from the earth. He was a man of dust. Do you remember who he is? Adam. Right? He's a man of dust. As was the man of dust so also are those who are of the dust. That would be everybody else who's not born again. And is the man of heaven. The second man is from heaven. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. So believers, you, by the cross, the miracle of the cross, by trusting in what Christ did, you died on the cross with Christ. The old man was put to death. That old man is the nature of Adam. 
It's put to death. And you were born from above. And the nature of the heavenly man now dwells in us. And we are now of heaven. We represent heaven. Though we're in the earth, we're no longer representing earth. Though we're still in the clay jar, that's, you know, we got to put up with that. But we are people of heaven. We are from Christ. And so we're no longer mere mortals. See, we use that too often. Hey, I'm only human. Hey, I'm only human. Give me a break, right? Well, I'm not going to use that excuse anymore. How about you? I'm only human. I'm going to say, hey, I'm not merely human. I'm learning. See, in Christ, your failures and your mistakes with God is, is the road to education. Of course we sin, but God forgives us and we move past it to overcome that sin because those of heaven have a power of redemption and the power of the resurrection to overcome all sin. Amen? So I don't have to use the excuse, I'm only human. I'm more than that. I'm of the heavenly man. And so, listen, let me take this a step further. Not only are we of Christ and past being dust, now we're in the heavenlies, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, they had another problem. They had all sorts of disputes among each other. They decided to take each other to court. And they're taking their, each other to secular court and suing each other over their land deals and whatever situations they've been in. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3. Do you not know that we are going to judge the angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? Stop acting like mere humans who have to have courts and legislation. He then again reminds them that they are elevated to a place that there is a day coming when you and I, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, are going to judge the angels. Now what qualifies us to judge the angels? There's been an elevated shift in our positioning in the created order of things. Psalm number 8 says this, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, right? That you would crown him. You've given him authority over all the works of your hand. And you've made man a little lower than the angels. And the writer of Hebrews says the same thing in Hebrews 2.7. You made man a little lower than the angels, and you've crowned him with glory and honor. Now that's Adam. Adam was made, and, and all of human creation was made a little lower than the Elohims, plural. I know it's God's name, but the writer of Hebrews tells us that that's the myriad of angels. Mankind was made a little lower than all the angels. But something takes place. That's Adam. In his first condition, when the second Adam comes, we're now born in Christ to a place where we are now elevated above the angels. How else are we going to be the ones who judge them? And now, the writer of Hebrews also tells us, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Angels now serve mankind. Well, I should say believers, those who are in Christ. Do you see the shift in elevation here? 
Mankind had dominion on the earth. Mankind was given authority over all the physical universe. We were created lower than the spirit realm because we were the physical realm. And we were to take God's authority into the physical realm and have it lord over all the earth. But man fell under the curse of sin and death. But Christ came as the last Adam, the second Adam, and elevated man into a position that brings him great crowning and glory over all things in heaven and earth and below the earth. So you are not mere mortals. You are not mere humans. You need to begin to think like someone who's elevated above an angelic realm whom which you will judge one day. Can you imagine that? Sitting in a tribunal court, look at the person next to you. They might be the one sitting next to you in the courtroom. And, and here comes an angel dispute. Here comes a, an angel order, and you've got to say, well, let's decide what to do with this one. Spread your wings. <laughs> What's the problem here? Where did we gain this wisdom? The book of Ephesians says that we are learning the nature of God and it is instructing angels. Angels don't have the ability to discern the very character and nature and love of God like you and I do. And all of our experiences we're going through is in fact the church is instructing angels in the ways of God. We're not mere humans anymore, people, so let's stop behaving like it. That's exactly what Paul's trying to tell them. Stop, act, stop acting like a, a son of Adam and begin to act like the son of Christ, the son of God that you are. In fact, Christ is our brother. That's the elevation that we have. Now, this is amazing. Humans are made lower than angels, but a regenerated man is above the angels. And see, what happens to us is this. Our spirit is made alive with Christ's spirit. There it's, therefore, we're a new creation created as a spiritual man. The soul of our being is being transformed into that image. How many of you know that? That's why Paul says to renew your mind, being transformed from the patterns of this world. Because you've been made more than just a human being. You're now a heavenly being in a physical body. And your soul is being transformed and renewed by the Word of God. Now, the, the body, that's not redeemable. No refunds, no returns. It's going to be shed, and we'll have a new body that's going to come. And so we're more than humans. Yes, we're human. We'll always be human. We're not going to become gods. We're not turning into Mormons here. If any of you are worried... We're not going to become God. But we are more than simply sons of Adam. Adam was not, that fallen race was not the original design. We are now operating in the original design, but we're not complete in that design yet because we still have the old container. I can't wait to be modified. How about you? How many of you want the upgrade, right? It's coming. But in the meantime, our minds and souls are being renewed. And so you can't, we're not to act anymore like mere humans. He goes on and he says this in 1 Corinthians 3, 21 and 22. 
So then, we're back to the original chapter we started. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All of it is yours. What's he trying to say? You're thinking too small. You're binding yourselves under the sin of Adam's death. He says whether it's life or death, present or future, he's going beyond the realms of the physical universe, time, space, order, all of it. He says it's all yours to understand the inheritance of the saints. He says you've got to start thinking in eternal perspectives. Paul goes on to say and says the things that you do is storing up treasure for a foundation of eternity. Stop seeing and, and acting in such a short-sighted view. You're eternal beings. The decisions you make have eternal realms of consequences. Why are you investing in the carnal things of this flesh, of this earth? You're more than human. And so reach out, begin to draw others into an eternal life. Do good among others to store up riches for an eternal life. It's all yours. What are you arguing about if Paul's better than Apollos or Apollos is better than Paul? We're all part of this eternal perspective. Take what you can from each teacher and grow. Stop your grumblings and complaining. You're going to be judging angels. Can't you discern these little issues? Do you see what he's saying? We're no longer merely human. You've got to stretch your mind past this. It has huge consequences. Ephesians 4, and 24, Paul says, put off your old anthropos, your old humanity, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self, or the new anthropus, the new sense of what it means to be human in Christ's image, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Man, when you begin to check the perspectives of this thing, <clears throat> you shouldn't be bashful about anything with Jesus Christ. He's in you. He's the power of the resurrection in you. We're not walking as we should be in Christ Jesus we're walking as mere humans who have an opinion. What is that? We fight. <clears throat> and when I say fight, we, we discuss and, and we, we argue and we hold our position against any other group on the earth. As, as if it's our intelligence that's going to win the argument. It's all foolishness. The wisdom of man is foolishness to God. But folks... We've got to walk beyond our human limitations and not think of ourselves as just another opinion. I'm not saying think more highly than you ought to, but we do need to begin to realize that we're carrying the weight of heaven in our opinions, in our deliberations with people. You're carrying the counsel of heaven. You're carrying the presence of God himself into a situation. When you walk into mire, heaven's walking into mire. They, got, they, they should have little alarms. You know, they have these movies, X-Men. 
Right? Anybody see the X-Men? See, how, how many of you know that the comic books are like the big thing, right? All the movies are all about comic books. That's because they don't have to write any new scripts. They just take all the old comic books. But isn't there a great fascination with these, these humans that have another dimension to their being? That's you. You may not have X-ray eyes, but you've got a connection to God who knows the beginning from the end. You may not be Superman, but you really are a Superman or a Superwoman because you have the dunamis power of God in your lives. Imagine if you walk in mire and an alarm goes off, uh-oh, someone from heaven's here. Listen, everybody's looking for some angels to show up, right? right? Oh man, if there was angels, I wouldn't be afraid. I don't mean to offend any of the angels here. Thank you for being here. But you're more important than the angels. Remember, they're here to serve you. So how many of your angels are bored to tears? Because you're doing nothing. You're not putting yourself in danger. You're not stepping out. You're not taking the risk of faith. You're not asking heaven to move on behalf. The angels, they're like, yeah, did you get one of those widgets? Yeah, I've been playing with it all day. Where's your guy? Oh, he's over there. What's he doing? Watching TV. Yeah. What's my guy doing? I don't want to tell you what he's doing. There's a perspective here, folks. How would you love to have your angel like, where are we going today? Yeah. What are you going to do now? Oh my gosh, i got to keep up with him. There he goes. Oh, look at what he's praying for. Look at what he's asking for. Can you believe that? Jesus, I'll do it. And the angel goes and ministers. You're not mere humans anymore. I hope this is blowing your mind. I hope that expanding the understanding of who you are. You're not just some human who's speaking some ideas from a word. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. When you walk in the store, heaven comes, angels follow you, and you begin to look beyond the, the Pop-Tarts and the Oreos, and you look for people you can touch. When you write your grocery list, somebody please do this. When you write your grocery list, put in there about every third line, pray for the sick and cast out demons. How many of you know there's a lot of sick people in Meyer and need deliverance as well? Right? What an opportunity. What a blast. Now shopping isn't just getting food for yourself. It's expanding the kingdom of God. And I'm serious. If you would begin to consider this, if you would begin to consider who you are, you're no longer merely a human. Your life changes dramatically. It's no longer boredom and tedium. I don't know if tedium's a word, but being tedious. Uh, if you're at work, you know, you do your little drill press thing. That's what you got to do. But they're also paying you to bring the kingdom of heaven to those around you. On your lunch breaks and when you're talking to somebody else, you're not some mere mortal man. You're the very ambassador of the kingdom of God. So take off your old anthropus. Take off your old humanity and be clothed in Christ Jesus. How many of you know this? You think the Holy Spirit's just trying to constantly correct you. The Holy Spirit's 
How many of you know the Holy Spirit wants to make you look good? He does. That's what he's all about. He wants you to look good. It's like when God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great. Ooh. Put my name up in lights. My name's going to be great. Yeah, well, that's not the point. The reason God made Abraham's name great is because he was God's representative in the earth. And if Abraham's great, so is God's name great. Amen? How many of you know that the Holy Spirit wants to make your name great? That among your friends and your family, when when they talk about you, they're talking about there's something about him. He's just not ordinary. She's beyond human. When we need prayer, we call up Sister Lucy because she's got a pipeline to heaven. The Holy Spirit wants to make you great. The Holy Spirit wants to make you look good. We go on to Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, and he says this, 2 Corinthians 3.18, And we all, with unveiled face, behold the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You're growing up into the full stature and maturity of Jesus. We're all looking like Jesus more and more. I mean, you read his ministry. You've read the Gospels. Was he a mere human? You're fashioned in his image. Do you understand this? And the whole work of the Holy Spirit is from glory to glory or from one level to the next level. Hey, it might be just a hair fracture more today, but that's a little more looking like Jesus. Isn't that awesome? You look more like Jesus than you did yesterday. And maybe when you leave this place, you'll look more like Jesus with a transformation. It's not always by time, is it? It's by, it's by growth and maturity of his spirit. And from glory to glory, he is transforming you into a son of God. You are already have the birthright as a son of God, but now you're being fashioned and changed into the maturity of Jesus Christ. How many of you know you don't handle problems the way you used to 10 years ago? Thank God. How many of you know your marriage isn't the same as it was 10 years ago? How many of you know that you're growing and you're maturing and you're learning things of the kingdom? You can make that accelerate if you would yield more to the Holy Spirit so He could do more shaping in you. And so he always wants you to look like Jesus. He's always, he's not convicting you because he wants to spank you. He's saying, no, you're not a mere human. You need to walk like Jesus walked. Let me show you how to do that. No, Jesus didn't think like that. He thought like this. Let me give you these ideas. Let me expand your mind to consider what a son of God would do walking into that situation. Hmm? You've run into a trial. You've run into trouble. Let me show you what a son of God thinks of in that situation. Don't be a mere human. Don't think out of your emotions and your flesh. Think out of the word of God. And that's what God does. 2 Corinthians 5.20, Paul goes on and says, We are ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. How many of you are reconciled to God? Are you sure? Now, now you've been justified, your sin's forgiven, yes, legally justified and righteous in God. But, but in your fellowship, some of you still holding a grudge with God, with Dad, 
Let's be reconciled because you're an ambassador of heaven. You represent heaven. Again, you're no mere mortal. Stop acting merely human. Mm. So that means your emotional state has got to become advanced. Your psychological state has got to become advanced. Now, the rest of the mere humans think you're crazy. Think you're weird. You hear from God. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I'm not a mere human. Go tell that to your neighbor. See what they have to say about that. But hopefully they'd say, you know, I've noticed. Because somebody else would have punched me in the nose a long time ago after what I did to you. Or someone else would have called the police. Or someone else would have done this. But you brought me food. You did this. You did that. You cared for what is more. You know, you can watch TV and see how all these mere humans act. And it's a shame when we see mere humanity in the church. All of our disappointments with people in the church is basically because they're acting merely human. We all have an expectation that everybody else should behave better, don't we? That's why we're all offended with each other at church, because we all have an expectation that they should all line up with this, and they don't. And of course, you don't either, but you, you give yourself the exception because, you know, you really, your best intentions mean to. So that's our biggest disappointment in the church, is the church is acting merely human, when the church should not act merely human, but should act as sons of God, as ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, as those who will judge the angels, and those who will rule with Christ, as those who are seated in heavenly places. When will we be seated in heavenly places? Right now! We're seated in heavenly places now. What does that mean? I'm physically right here. But you're not merely human. In authority, you are seated with Christ, ruling and reigning over this planet, and you're the ambassadors to bring the will of heaven into the earth. Is anybody with me here? So let's not shirk our duty here. Let's be on call. Now let me help you understand something that will blow your mind. Paul talks about the mediation of heaven to earth, heaven to earth, heaven to earth. And I've mentioned this last week or two weeks ago or whenever. But everybody, Christianity inverted this thing and said, we're all going to go to heaven. When you're saved, we're going to heaven. I can't wait to get to heaven. That was never God's intention. God's intention was to bring heaven to earth, heaven to earth. And we're all acting merely human until we can get out of here. But God said, that's not what I want you to pray. I want you to pray, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where two or more of you gathered, I'm in your midst. If you'll lay hands on the sick, if you'll cast out to me. He wants heaven to invade earth. That's the plan here, folks. The merely human idea is, I want to get out of here, it's too bothersome. But there's a mediation between heaven and earth and heaven and earth. And Paul puts it this way in 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. He says there's only one God and there's one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus. Why would he do that? The Antropos. Why would he do that? Isn't Jesus God? Thank you. I'm getting nervous. Am I a Christian church or what? 
Do we need to go back to that? <laughs> of course Jesus is God. He has all the attributes of divinity, doesn't he? He's omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, right? He's immutable, unchanging. Somebody shake their head and say, yes, you believe in Jesus, okay. Oh, I'm getting scared up here. I think you're all stunned. Are you stunned? Okay, good. Your minds are blown. Good. This is good. Stop being merely human. I'm expanding your minds. All right. Why would he do that? I mean, we know Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. He is God. God's Word came in the flesh. But here's the key. This is so essential, that he came in human flesh. That there is one mediator between God and mankind. Right? Between God and man. The man. Christ Jesus. Now, in heaven right now, there is a man with flesh and bone standing at the throne of God. Everybody else that is human is there in spirit. Their bodies aren't regenerated yet. Right? Their bodies haven't been resurrected yet. There's one man in heaven. The man Christ Jesus. Why was it important for him to be the man? Because he is Adam. He's the pattern of the first man. Only he's perfection. He's obedient unto God. And he is the man. That's why he has the right. He took the right back. See, he was born of flesh and blood. Obeyed the law of God. Obeyed with no sin. Therefore, he redeemed fallen mankind. So that anyone who's in Christ is not merely human anymore, but now Christ-like. And Christ being the man of heaven, the heavenly man. He now has authority in heaven and earth and below the earth. That's what he said, didn't he, in the Great Commission. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth and below the earth. Why? Because a spirit being has no authority in the physical realm. A spirit being can't act and will in the physical realm. That's why demons have to infest a human body. That's why they have to try and get the man uh, to do the evil for what he desires because he can't do it. A spirit being has no right in a physical universe. But Jesus, who is God's word, become flesh, now risen from the dead as a man, has all authority to do heaven's work in the earth, in the heavens and below the earth. That's why Jesus says this. That's why he alone is worthy to unleash the seven-sealed scroll in the book of Revelation. That's why he alone has all authority in the spirit realm and now in the physical realm. And anyone who's in Christ is operating in that same authority. That's why Jesus said this wonderfully and amazingly. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. And here's the key. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. The key is, he has the right to do it because he's a man who has authority in the earth in the physical realm. Are you getting this? Now God can do whatever God wants to do, but God set up a system by which a human being has to rule the physical world. And who better than to rule the physical world than Christ himself, God in the flesh. 
Now everything's in right order. That's why he's bringing all of creation back in subjection to the Father. The man. The Antropos. There's one mediator. That's why it's so important that Jesus is the man. Now, if you're born of Christ, you belong to that authority. So he says, I need you to go into the earth and I need you to begin commanding the will of heaven. Because if you will command it, I will speak it and it must be done. Now, if there's any way to stop the will of heaven from invading the earth, it's to get the ambassadors and the sons of God to shut up and not say what needs to be done. If we can stop the plan of God, we need to simply stop all the ambassadors and those who are no longer merely human to not act the way they should. So what we'll do is we'll tempt them in their humanness, in their fleshly part. I'll tempt their flesh so that they forget and don't act as sons of God. But they'll continue to do the patterns of this world. And it's time for the church to break loose. It's time for us to begin to walk in the order of who we are. And that's why Paul said this. Stop acting like mere humans. Don't you understand who you are? Corinthians, get this stuff in order. You've got spiritual gifts of tongues, interpretation, prophecy, miracles. Let's get it in order. This is how you use it. You're, you're suing each other. You're arguing with each other. You're dividing each other. That, that mere humans do that. You are a people of heaven. Do this. You're born after Christ Jesus. So what does this mean? You're not going to act merely human anymore. Yes, you're in a clay pot. Yes, you are human in the, in the physical structure that you have. But your mind's being renewed and the Spirit is constantly making you look good and giving you the dimensions of heaven and the dimensions of Christ Himself. You're being changed from glory to glory. Today's a new glory. Act like it. Walk in it. And here's the thing. So that we will be shaped into the image of Christ. So what does that mean to not be merely human? It means that you're no longer ruled by your emotions. You're ruled by the Word of God. Some of you need to put your emotions in check. How many of you know that? Western Christianity is ruled by its emotional conditioning. Living in America, we're ruled by if it feels good, do it. We get disappointed with God because we're uncomfortable in some situations. So you're not going to be ruled by your emotions anymore. That's mere humanness. You're not going to be limited by your sight. We don't walk by sight anymore. What do we walk by? faith. We trust in what is going to be. We trust what God says is going to be. And so we don't walk by what the sight is. We walk by faith. That's another dimension. You're not quitting because you're tired. Look, you, got, you haven't even moved into second gear, third gear, and overdrive yet. You're acting like a mere human. I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. Seriously? That's mere human thinking. Get to work. Bring this kingdom to bear. Stop quitting because you're tired. You are not limited by your intellect. None of us are smart enough. And most of the smart humans are blind. So what good is a smart human who can't see, hear, or understand the meaning of life? But you with your intellect, an IQ of 
whatever it is. <laughs> know the meaning of life. You know the meaning of life. So human IQ is nothing compared to a son of God. If you know God, your intellect is untapped. You're no longer broken by criticisms. You're no longer wounded and hurt because you got offended. You're not merely human anymore. Do you think Jesus got offended? Did Jesus get hurt? Certainly he did. And while being stripped and beaten and bruised and hair pulled out and his body ravaged with whips and iron shrapnel, he hung on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them. Where did he pull that out of? The unction of God in him. Not his humanness. You're not limited or broken by criticism. You're not limited by time and space. I know you can only be in one space at one time. So commission some angels to do some work. You've got prayer. You've got intercession. God's trying to wake you up in the middle of the night because he needs someone to pray for someone in Chile. He needs someone to pray in South America. He needs you to pray for someone right now in China because they're wounded, they're being beaten. You're not limited by time and space. You move out of this situation into the heavenly realm and you're moving beyond time and space. Come on, stop thinking merely human. <clears throat> expand your dimensions of understanding. Lastly, you are never alone and without help. You're never alone and never without help. So we've got to stop being mere humans. I close with this. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we are never forsaken. We're struck down, but we are not destroyed. We are always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death's at work in us, but life is at work in you. So yeah, we've got human, human containers, but you're more than merely human. And that's what Paul reminded the church at Corinth. Walk above the mere humanness you think you are and begin to expand your prayer life, your ambassador life, your physical life. No matter what resists you, you're not merely human. You're an eternal heavenly being that is bringing the gospel to bear. How many of you are ready to live a crazy life for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Let's stand together and let's begin to unleash the power of God and His majesty. Amen? Amen. Would you lift your hands up? I like when we lift our hands up because that's saying, Jesus, here I am. Here I am. It's me. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm asking you, Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, 
Thank you for creating me as a son of God. I am no longer merely human. As a son of God, I am an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I am a heavenly man or a heavenly woman to do the will of the Lord. And I will stretch out now and become that man and woman of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.